All right. Uh, it's a special 30-minute late start of the Pete the Planner show here today. So much so that I haven't even welcomed Kristen and Dame into the studio yet. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have Kristen and Dame uh, back in the mix today. But I have to admit, I am starting off this show with a scorching hot take that could alienate a good 75% of our audience. And I have no fear about that. All right, so here's the thing. Here's what I've noticed. And i got to bring Kristen and Dame onto the stage here with me today. Kristen, Dame, hello. 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 Just jump right in. Yeah, go ahead. Dame, I am disturbed. Dame, you know this. I mean, actually, you text me on a regular basis. I'm pretty sure you're disturbed, Pete. But I'm very disturbed by a trend I have seen here recently, and I need to take it up with everyone. And I'm unapologetic about this. I'm nervous. And I might use profanity. I don't really like to do on air. Off air? <laughs> Dame Kristen, why are so many people obsessed with decorating for Halloween all of the sudden? Oh, no. I, we, we, we pass a number. Uh, we have a bit of a drive uh, for some of our weekend activities. And it's not uncommon to see 20-foot skeletons what? in people's yards. I love it. Why? I love it. It's so cool. It is. Yeah, it's spooky season, right? I I, I love a good. Uh, uh, it's spooky season. Oh, hold on, that's not spooky. It's spooky season. I, I love spooky season, but I hate all the Halloween decorations. They've gotten so macabre. I have a neighbor that's got body parts strewn about their yard, cool. literally strewn about just body parts, and it's like. Go back 50 years. Go back 50 years. What, what's a Dame? We got math. Do you have any math? Uh, this year minus 50. Yes. Okay. 1973. Yeah. That's yeah. That number, that number hits a little bit differently when you fra frame it that way. Yeah. So just around the time of your birthday, <laughs> can you um, time out on my timeout? 50 years ago was in the decade of which you and I were born, Dan. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a my birth. What are you talking about? Oh, consider this. You and I were both born in 1977. Uh, do you realize that the moon landing was in 1969, just eight years prior to us being born? Have you ever considered that? No. We first landed on the moon eight years before you and I were born. This whole time, I was like, oh, that was back in the black and white days, which was only eight years before you and I were born. Well, let's not put perspective into this, Pete. I back, love this show. Back to Halloween. Why are we Why are we doing such grotesque things? I'm not a prude. I am a prude. But why? Why? I know it's like I've got this one neighbor that's got a body part in the yard that has a circulating pump pumping blood through the body part. And I, I just don't understand. I just, I'm like, what happened? And this isn't even like about a religion or uh, pagans or I just like, what are we doing? Why do we have body parts strewn about our yard? Meanwhile, this week, I ran on the Monon Trail in, in uh, the, the northern suburbs of central Indiana by a home where numerous bodies had been found years ago and they just identified another victim of that. Literally, I was running on a trail by a place in which body parts were strewn all over the yard and that is a crime, yet my next door neighbor has, has a stuffed hay arm in the yard with 
cosmetic blood on it. And I'm just, I'm struggling. It's the only time of year where this is acceptable. Can you imagine if this was going on in May? No. Dead bunnies? Just, you know, decorations like this just popped up in your yard in, in middle of May. Where are people keeping 20-foot skeletons? Yeah. In, their, in their rental storage place. Yeah, that's my question, is where do you keep this stuff? But I think it's awesome. Man, I really... I don't dislike Halloween because it's you get to walk around with a flask. You, what? You, <laughs> I'm, no, I was. What you said is funny enough, but I'm looking at one of the links that just got put in, and I'm reading it from Chris, and that was not laughing was not an appropriate reaction. North Carolina the, groundskeeper mows dead body, mistaking uh, prop, mistaking it for. He a thought prop. it was a prop. Oh, Eric notes that he keeps his skeletons in the closet. Very well done. Nice, nicely done. Um, you know, I would have been able to get into my house a few months ago, or a few weeks ago, if I would have had a skeleton key. E. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I had a non-standard schleg. And no electronic keypad either. I, I, Pete, I upgraded to an electronic keypad on my exterior garage door. So After my lock? Never, yeah. Yeah. Converted. Well, that and the fact that I watched somebody uh, walk up to my house, knock on my front door, and then peek into my garage to see if anybody was home. Well, you weren't home, so I didn't know what to do. So I left. Well, um, I also want to note that my family went to uh, Pumpkin Patch in the past couple of weeks on fall break last year, last weekend. And, uh, you know, classic Pumpkin Patch. You can pick apples. You can pick pumpkins. You can buy apple cider donuts, Dame. Excellent. Various candy corns. But they added a new feature to this fall family festivity, this cornucopia of fun this year, besides the $20 entry fee. They added exotic frogs. And you're thinking, oh, an exotic frog exhibit. No, no, no. Right next to the apple pies that you can buy, you can buy African frogs. And I'm like, why Why? all of a sudden are people like, I want um, a gourd and I want a potentially poisonous amphibian. I, I don't understand the connection. And it's been a very disturbing fall for me. Got to be a social media thing. I can't get over the $20 entry fee. Oh, you, you haven't sweet. lived in Hamilton County. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm fired up. Good to be with you all. You um, uh, Matt asked if I will be participating in the running activities next weekend in Indy. Matt, I won't, but I, I, um, I'm trying to take the lead of our good friend, Dame. who's taking his health seriously. I have tried to improve what I'm eating. I've been working out more. Like in classic old man style, I wake up at 5.30, walk two miles with a headlamp on, uh, and then I work out in the afternoons, but I did not uh, have enough shape. I actually, I'm the shape of a pear, but I did not have the, enough fitness to run in the monumental marathon and half marathon uh, next weekend, but I hope to next year. I'm going to run a 5K with Mrs. Planner in, in December. Nice. nice. Kristen, I've had a lot of coffee. Excellent. Couldn't tell. Okay, so let's do a thing called the show. We've not talked about the show at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> In fact, I don't even want to talk about what the segments are. We're just going to start the show. But you have to. <laughs> I don't okay. care. Nope. I don't care. Nope. Here we go. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be okay. one of those special shows. Okay. I don't um... know. I don't know what we're going to talk about. 
I might turn to either of you for a topic as we're going. So just wait, I did. I did Chris, research. Kristen's Can we got, not? Kristen's no, no. got. I know. I'm going to turn to you and you can set it up. Okay. I just don't want to hear what it is. Okay. What fun is that? I was Kristen, like, I did email? work. I don't have the email. Um, is it? The, uh, I'm not. I don't want to know anything. Wonder if Andy. You know, Andy's a you know just a wonderful listener on our show here. Um, Andy Ramsey. You, do you think she's a Dave Ramsey plant that's trying to get a witty Halloween content for his platform? She scored today. Yeah. Yeah. What, that was a, he forwarded that email. That's why I can't find. Yeah. It. I'm looking in Slack, and that's not going to work because All right, I, you guys. I'm starting the show. I, I, I got no time for any of this. We'll, we'll figure it out. In three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we may be answering your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com, and here's what will happen. Who knows? I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, I, I, I have no idea what will happen. We'll try to answer your financial question. The, the operative point of this show you should take away are two things. Number one, we are going to do our best to serve you in this moment. We don't want you to call us next week. We don't want to sell you anything. We don't want to be your financial advisors off the air. Our relationship is right now. We're going to do our best to serve you in your financial needs. Number two, we do not pay to be on this radio station or to have this <laughs> podcast. Uh, we, In fact, we are compensated to do so. This is to say, this is not a marketing apparatus for us. We are here to serve you in your moment. That's why if you email us, it's very personal. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. Joining me, whole crew's here today. We've got Kristen Alanius from the Your Money Line team, as well as Damian Dunn. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello, Pete. Damian, you're not a coffee drinker, are you? No, no. Diet Coke, right? I got to get caffeine somehow. That is my chosen vessel. Kristen, do you, what's your vessel? Uh, I try really hard to not discriminate. I love all caffeine, but usually coffee and Diet Coke. Whatever I've had this morning <laughs> is slapping, bussing, as the kids say. Wow. All right, so let's start the show where it needs to be started. And that is, Kristen, I believe there are generational differences potentially when it comes to money. Uh, is that accurate? I believe that to be accurate as well, yes. And is it because I've got all of the sudden old man takes that just keep getting older and older and older? I do think that your old man takes play play a factor in how you perceive money compared to how I do, yes. Dame, you and I share a lot of sensibility. I think it's the way we were raised. We were raised separately because uh, we are not related despite the fact that people who raised us have the same names as each other. Do you feel like... Who has more old man takes? Or do you think you and I share our old man financial takes? It'd be really interesting if we sat down and filled oh. out a, a little questionnaire. I like Kristen uh, developed a, a little uh, 10 question uh, survey for us to, to fill out. Uh, and I think we'd be largely similar. But uh, I, I think you may have more old man takes than I do. Kristen, let's find out uh, here. What are the primary <laughs> differences uh, that we... Do uh, you have a game set up for us in terms of generations here? Kind of. So, Dame, I don't know if you want to read the context of an email that we got this week, potentially, and then we can set it up. Yeah, sure. Uh, email begins. Hi, Pete. Just Pete. Hi, Pete. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so, Especially since we're doing all the heavy lifting on this. We? Yeah. Oh, you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, shots fired. Come on. 
Just listened to the Gen Z episode of the podcast, and I was struck by your comment about all generations going through the same stages of life, first jobs, first houses, etc. But those stages occur in different macroeconomic environments. Got me thinking about a few ratios you guys could dig into further to help demonstrate the macroeconomic differences between generations. And I'm sure Kristen could turn it into a guessing game somehow. Well, he was right. Uh, those examples uh, that, that he provided to us, minimum wage to median rent slash mortgage, median salary versus median home price, median starting salary versus median college tuition, minimum wage versus the cost of a Big Mac, generational ideal budget comparison. Unfortunately, I think empathy tends to take a backseat when generational comparisons or discussions happen. And I know you guys are big on empathy at your money line and hope my hope is that this segment could generate some better understanding between generations as it relates to the macroeconomic factors that are impacting younger generations more directly and significantly. So Kristen, you have been charged with representing the entirety of your generation and convincing Pete and I that we're just old fuddy duddies. Well, I mean, I think I like to, I, I like to think that I uh, can play both sides of that argument, but what I've done is kind of put together some different um, per the emailers request and maybe some fun ones uh, that I looked up, but I thought we could turn it into a guessing game. How much did certain things cost? We can talk about minimum wage. And if we kick it right off, uh, the emailers suggested something about the cost of a Big Mac. So yes. the Big Mac debuted in 1967. Do either of you want to guess how much the first Big Mac cost? I'm going to go 15 cents. Uh, I will go a quarter. Those are guesses. Yes. Um, the first Big Mac, the first Big Mac uh, actually cost 45 cents in 1967. Those are good guesses. Yeah. I why, why are you beating up those? I mean, 50 percent. Yeah, but Wait. we were in cents. It's not like Dane was like a seventeen dollars. Okay, free Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, like we had good guesses. Okay, so do you do either of you have any idea how much minimum wage was at that time in nineteen sixty seven? You want to take a guess? We we don't know because we weren't alive, but we're gonna take a guess. Mm -hmm. These are gonna be okay. Dane, minimum wage nineteen sixty seven. Is this gonna be like there was no minimum wage? Are you gonna do there one of those was. things? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't need trick. Uh, uh. 325. Oh man. No, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go a no way. That can't be right. I'm gonna go a dollar seventy five, which just sounds like a terrible guess. Actually, it's not bad. It was a dollar forty at the time. So essentially you worked for the equivalent of 3.1 Big Macs per hour in 1967. I love a Big Mac. Dame, do you like Big Macs? <laughs> Never had one. Never passed these Me. lips. Uh, Kristen? I don't like pickles, so mm. no. You don't like pickles? No. I don't either. How can I trust either of you? <laughs> I don't, not a pickle gal. Okay, do you like any pickled foods as yeah. opposed to pickles themselves? Correct. I like vinegar. I just don't like pickles. So I you're anti-cucumber. I like cucumbers. <laughs> This is just Sorry. the dumbest show on radio. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, 3.1 Big Macs per uh, hour, hour of work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yes. So what about, so I, I drew some other examples from that year to just kind of give us a, a baseline. The median home price at that time, do we want to guess or do you want me to tell you? I want to guess. Okay. The median home price in 1967. 
$17,200. Yeah, I was going to go with like 14 something. So according to our lovely AI friend, about 24,000. Chat GPT mm-hmm. okay. came up with 24,000. Correct. Okay. 20, so, okay. So I'm, I'm much closer than Dame is what you're saying. So you would at that time, you, if my math checks, which really common misconception is that to be good at money, you have to be good at math. I have that it would take you 17,000 hours of minimum wage to afford the median home in 1967. That, are, are you going to years. draw this out to today as well? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Of course you are. <laughs> okay, so this, but Kristen, this is going to be two segments, correct? Because this is just yeah. too much good work to go into one segment here. So just for a second here, what you've just said is it would take an eight and a half years worth of wages at 17,000 hours. If you assume that a person works uh, 2,000 hours a year, I believe is sort of the standard. It's actually, I think it's a little bit less than that, but whatever. Eight and a half years I know all of us are now crunching the math in our own head of our wages as it relates to housing. Right. And I think we're going to make the argument here pretty quickly. Well, I don't know. What is going to be your argument? I'm thinking it's not that bad, but you might be saying, yeah, the millennials are right or the Gen Zers are right. Um, I, I think you might be surprised at how many hours <laughs> someone has to work uh, for some of these things in today's world. Um, but yeah, I, we can talk about, I have 1995 and 2023 left. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's everyone just calm down. Everyone calm down. We're going to take a break. Coming back after the break, we're going to, we're, we're going to explore minimum wage over the years, the cost of items over the years. Can, are we still going to hit the cost of Big Macs the other day? Yeah, the of years? course. Yeah. But hold the pickles. Okay. This is a very special spooky season episode of the Pete the Planner Show. We're so glad to have Dame and Kristen back. It's been a long time since the band has been back together. And we are here. We have hot takes about Halloween. But more importantly, we're here for you. All that's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm stalling because I have five seconds left till the post. That time is over. I'm Pete the Planner. I love how it looked like you had to check your notes before you said my name. Because it's been that did, long. Did it? Did it look like that? I didn't. Mean you, to do you, that. Look, you look down, Damien. <laughs> His <laughs> name is uh, Darren Dunn. Um, Damien, have you had fall break in your house yet? It's going on right now. I am the only one in my house. I have been abandoned, as the rest of my family has gone south for a while. Do they leave the state? Yes. And you're alone. Yes. Are you having me over? Sure. <laughs> Come on, I've I've got some great bottles. We'll have fun. I've not had a beverage this week. And I, sometimes, you know, like y- y- when you talk about alcohol and your your lifestyle and your relationship around mm-hmm. alcohol, it's so taboo that after during the pandemic, it was just so not unusual just to pour yourself a drink at the end of your hellscape of a day. And then some of those habits continued. Um, there's usually a few days a week in which I don't pour something. But this week, I've not had anything. And I feel pretty good about that. And as you know, I started January through May not having a single mm-hmm. uh, uh, drip of the the devil's sweat. So, uh, yeah, Dave, maybe I'll come up there and uh, we'll tie one on. Yeah, my uh, my consumption has been way down overall. Yeah, you're well aware of that. So uh, I will be a cheap date, especially since it's my own, my own uh, libations, I'm sure. <laughs> what do you think an Uber is from my house to your house? I looked it up one year. Uh <laughs> For, a, for a, uh, an event we had, uh, and it's, uh, let me just say, it would be well worth the expense if it saved you from any 
issues. Okay, right now, there's a Fazoli's down the street from you, right? I mean, it's a few turns away, but but, but uh, no, how many miles? No, no there's that. not. It's it's now a Starbucks. Okay, well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up that. I don't want to get too specific about where you live, but I'm going to right now you get mean, the cost of an Uber to your area because I don't want to put in your address because I. Yeah, no. Well, I appreciate that, but I, you know, I I used to have the giant posters behind me uh, on the show. Okay, where to? I'm gonna go to Starbucks in oh, a my. certain town. In that town. Must be nice. Uh, we're getting a Chipotle too. So it's, it's almost uh, finished being constructed. I know. Uh, time. The rumor was that we were getting a Panda Express too, but I think they've pulled out. Uh, I thought you guys were getting something really trendy like raising or uh, we were getting a Popeyes that's pulled out as well. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, it's not oh, even giving me an option. Texas Roadhouse. We're getting Texas Roadhouse. Mm hmm. Rolls are really all that I'm in it for there. Well, I mean, the butter is fabulous. Well, uh, naturally. <laughs> no. My, but my mom makes her own version of that, and it's just as good. Man, it is not even letting me go. That Let's move the show along. Good. I, we don't We don't want the uh, Hamiltonites coming down here, up here, around there. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, we're ready to start the segment? Sure. Are we moving? Are, are you in other items in 1967? Yeah, but we'll have to go. We'll have to tick along a little bit quicker. I have median home. Well, we did median home price. I have the median wage to Andrea's point in the Facebook comments. And I also have um, the median college tuition. Okay, great. And then we'll go to 1990 something. 95. And then what? Today. Okay. Basically the, the year we started as high school seniors and then now. So you're saying that, Kristen, between you and I, we averaged hours of preparation for today's show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it shows. Well, well done, everybody. Um, thanks. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Uh, Kristen, uh, my illustrious co-host, took the time to do some things. And those things include... What were average prices of things like a Big Mac, homes, college tuition, uh, uh, median salary, minimum wage, all these different things in different areas of time and in, in eras, if you will, 1967, 1995, and today, we have learned that a Big Mac cost 45 cents in mm -hmm. 1967. Mm -hmm. uh, minimum wage was a dollar 40. 40? At the same time, and median home prices was like $24,000 or so in that mm -hmm. time frame. Kristen, talk to us about college. We're going to guess now on college education, college tuition. Are we talking for an entire year or just a semester? So I to make it stand, to make it so we could, could compare over time, I did per year in-state tuition average cost. So how much did it cost for one year of in-state public tuition in 1967? $500. $325. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. You would have to work for 750 hours of minimum wage to afford a year's college tuition in 1967. How many how many hours? Uh 750. Okay. So you're working a third of the year. You could put your you could work a summer. Mm -hmm. 
ish, and then some other wages and put yourself through school pretty easily. I'm not sure that that math tracks. Well, now what, that, what is this, a math show? What is a financial well, show? <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like looking back at it and I'm not, I, it may have been 10 o'clock and I'm not sure that that math tracks, but $300 per year. Wait, your math is a problem. My math might've been a problem. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let's, let's dive a little bit deeper here. I'm sorry. Um, well, think, okay. For $300 and mm. you make $1.40 an hour, it's not $750. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You're right. It's not $750. I don't know what I was thinking. Wow. So tell us what else you found in all of your research. Um, that was, next, on, that was nice my category? math. That wasn't okay. the research's fault. So um, I have some other noteworthy items of cost from 1967 that I think are just fun and really quick. Um, a ticket to see the Beatles, uh, and I did from the 60s, a ticket to see the Beatles in 1964 started at $3 per ticket. And then $30 for Ticketmaster. Yeah. <laughs> Only and then 75, the Ticketmaster fees. Yeah. yeah, 75 cents per Beatle. That's not bad. Um, and then the previous owner of the Buffalo Bills established the franchise for $25,000 in 1960. Ooh. Yeah. So his estate did okay. Um, and then a postage stamp was another one I thought was interesting. They were four cents at the time. Oh, I guess two, 50% off. Um, all right. So are we going to, uh, matriculate into 1995? This is yes. the year I got my senior pictures taken. If you've mm -hmm. ever seen it, I'm laying in a grass meadow with Justin Timberlake, curly red hair with Abercrombie and Fitch cargo shorts and an oversized plaid shirt. Dame pretty much had the same picture, my guess, except his hair was not curly. Mine was all in a studio. There were no outdoor shots. Well, I lived uh, in Claremont, Indiana at the time. And so, you know, we had to go outside in a meadow and, and just show I was one with nature because I kept a lot of outdoor supplies in those cargo shorts. Kristen, take us through 1995. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, it, I was alive in 1995. So I feel like I have a lot to, to offer as far as this year's concerned. Do you want to guess the minimum wage? Five dollars and fifteen cents. Six twenty-five. It was actually four dollars and seventy-five cents. Wow! When you were seniors, yeah. Can I tell you that my first job? I'm trying to think outside of working for my family business, I worked at uh, Camelot Music Store in so Lafayette the, the Square record Mall. Store. Yeah, so it's a record store. Yeah, I want to say it was like I don't know eight or nine bucks. I assume. For, it was no, and it was in that time frame. There's no way I made an four dollars an hour. An hour? What? You Man. made nine dollars an hour in '95 as a direct. Wow. I well, here, think about this. Like, there's no way I was making four dollars an hour in 1995. Go, go to the Social Security Administration and figure out. Look, <laughs> look at what the reported wages. Not an hour. No, we got time. Kristen, do your thing. I'm, I'm okay. going to SSC back up. The so a Big Mac in 1995, and this is hard because obviously the price varies across the nation. But approximately, Damien, do you want to guess how much a Big Mac was then at that time? Um, two seventy five. It was two dollars and thirty two cents. Nice. 
So you would have to work about half an hour to afford a Big Mac at minimum wage. So we went from um, having to work about a third of an hour to about half of an hour to be able to afford a Big Mac in 1995. This is also incredibly relevant to me because this is when this was at the peak of my Big Mac consumption. <laughs> so what do you say was two dollars and what? Thirty two cents. OK, so a value meal was two ninety nine at that. What? Time. Did they have them? Did they have value Yes, meals they did. Because I remember he paying $3.15 after tax. Okay. That's amazing. Because I, I think tax, tax uh, state tax rate was six cents. Or six, six cents. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, the, the one I always fall back on to illustrate just how old I am to my kids is hey, kids, I remember when I could get five roast beef sandwiches from Arby's for five bucks. Dollars. Five bucks. Five, five for five. five. That was my also my childhood. Or five mm. beef and cheddars for five bucks can't relate you guys i got trapped trying to log into ssa.gov oh, to figure no. out my wages and uh then i got stuck so <laughs> abandoned abandoned ship yeah sorry so the median home price then in 1995 okay i feel I good mean, about this okay yeah but that's so and it's hard right because you're gonna national... you're gonna guess what you knew pete and there are coasts involved at that point i mean so Okay. Well, well, it seems like you're trash talking my guess, and I haven't even uh, flapped these gums with a guess yet. Fifty-six thousand American dollars. Damien. Forty-nine thousand dollars. Wait, wait, wait! You're gonna trash talk <laughs> my guess, and you're seven thousand dollars off. I didn't say it. Yes, yes, I am. Forty-nine thousand dollars. Maybe you could add them together. It was a hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. You know, maybe you need to consider the coast, Dame. <laughs> yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. You had to work twenty three thousand hours at minimum oh. wage to afford the median home price. We went from seventeen thousand to twenty three thousand hours. So we went from eight and a half years to almost twenty years mm -hmm. to be able to afford. The median home on a minimum wage, though. Right, right. When I just use that as our standard marker to try and, of course, uh, we do make good ratios here. Okay. Um, and then the median college tuition per year, and I fixed my math on the other example. Median college tuition in 1995. Uh, three thousand bucks. Pete. 1995 average college tuition. So this is about when I was going to college. Mm-hmm. I went to a private school. This is public. I know, but I'm just oh. doing the math out loud here. It was $12,000 tuition in 1990, fall of 96, $12,000 at Hanover College. I'm going to guess $8,000 was public school. My guess is $8,000. It was $4,000. So you would have had what? to have worked... 842 hours at minimum wage to afford your year's college tuition. And I fixed my previous example. It was 214 hours. So almost a four time, essentially a four times increase. So in you could have worked for five weeks, essentially five to six weeks at minimum wage in 1967 to have purchased a college education. Perhaps, but we both know that my math cannot be trusted at this time. That seems like a problem. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Let's double check your math with a calculator, <laughs> TI-85. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about not 1967, not 1995 when Kristen had blessed the earth, but 2023. What are the, are the costs now in relation to wages? All of that's next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner.
man, we really came back to the radio with a bang here. No? <laughs> the emailer uh, did a great job with this suggestion. I, I liked it a lot. Man, we should have more of our emailers program the show. You know? Agreed. Yeah. You guys, I tried to sign in, but I have a duplicate account on ID.me. It's just such a pain in the neck. A pain in the neck. Dame, what do you think I made at a record store? I mean, I had to have made minimum wage. You well, yes, but yeah, I bet it was five, I bet it was five bucks an hour. Yeah, you're talking about like almost double minimum wage. I but I was me- really good at a record store. <laughs> Flanging them CDs. Yeah, I was good. I made minimum wage my first summer job in college in 2013. But I was a better employee, you know, than you. Excuse Could me, have sir. Have, have you heard the new Belle Biv DeVoe? It's amazing. No. Okay. So in the rotation, <laughs> I worked during the holiday season. Of, I'm going to think about this for a second. Holiday season, I could drive to work. So I was 16. I'm going to say holiday season of 94, 95 is when I was in the records. Probably 94, 94. And here's what was in the rotation. Pearl Jam 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sade's, the best of Sade. Wow. <laughs> um, of course, it was a holiday, so there was some Kenny G. Yes. Um Mannheim steamroller because uh, yeah okay you know you can't celebrate the the birth of Christ without Mannheim steamroller um I'm, I think Keith Sweat had to have been involved and I know R Kelly was involved mm-hmm. of course and I was let's let's leave that alone yeah okay <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> Uh, we ready to go back to the show? I do have a meeting in 26 minutes. Holy cow. Let's go. Uh, in right, three, go. two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. It's the things cost something in 1967, 1995, and now. But what do they cost in relation to minimum wage? Episode of the show. Joining me, as always, is Damien Dunn. Hello. Hello. Kristen Alanius. If you tried to spell it on your own, you'd fail deeply. <laughs> Joins me as well. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Pete. Dame, do you remember the first time you saw Kristen's last name and you just probably panicked? Instant panic. Sweats. Instant uh, panic. I had no idea what I was going to do with that. It's not even that hard. Oh, be quiet. Here's what happened. Uh, when when we hired you back in the day, uh, Dame sent, sent over like, oh, this person's really great. And he sent me a name and I was like, I have no idea what to say and for years even to this day every time right before i say your name i have to do a little word trick because it's just hard it was months before i felt comfortable saying your last name i introduced you to as this is Kristen a <laughs> it's it's really not that hard i went to youtube found the pronounce found someone with your last name who was pronouncing their own name in an interview so i could pronounce your name what if that would have been wrong? What if I pronounce it differently? Then, then you'd be wrong because it was on YouTube. You're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Back to 2022. Yeah. What year are we in? 23. 23. Yes. Okay. Good, good job. Um, so federal minimum wage, which 725. Um, the median wage currently is about 75,000. Median, not average. Median. And the price of a Big Mac. How much does a Big Mac cost, guys? I'm going to go 
525. Damien. 11.50. The price of a Big Mac nationally is about $5.15, so you have to work for almost 3 quarters of an hour now to afford a Big Mac at minimum wage. You guys, I've been trying to eat better. We've talked about this, I don't know, four or five times already in the last 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I so badly want a Big Mac for lunch now. Sorry. Like, it's not cool, Kristen. I'm, I'm looking for accountability, and I'm looking for support. And here you've ruined my entire health. Go yeah. Big Mac, don't eat the bun. And uh, Which of the buns the can I not eat? Which of the three? <laughs> you take, take the middle bun out. I, there you I go. Don't, Middle bun's the middle child of the sandwich world. Oh, it's a diet mac. It's perfect. Uh, it's not a big mac. It's a medium-sized mac. It's like Wabash, you know, the private college on the west yeah. uh, side of Indiana. Uh, they're the little giants as their mascot. And, of course, a little giant is just a normal-sized normal. person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we're the Didn't Wabash average males. They could be the giant midgets. Yeah. Well, Didn't I don't think that. that's the term. That people use anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. Kristen, continuing. Okay. So the median home price today, we talked about this not long ago. Do you think I pay attention to anything we that happens? We literally on this talked program? about it on the radio. <laughs> we literally and I made you guys guess. <laughs> okay. Four hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Damien. Three seventy five. It is actually four thirty. Who pays attention now, bald man? You're okay. like I'm looking in the mirror. You're well, look, it takes one to know one, is what they say. Um, and then the median college tuition. Oh Lord. Twenty two thousand. Public and state. Wait, thirteen five. You're, you're trying to shift my answer now? A little bit, yeah. I was okay. giving you giving you a chance to re-guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, like, way, like way to make the boss to, look good. Close, close <laughs> nice 14. job. Um, it's just under 11,000 actually. Oh. So, touch. but, but so we went from in 1967, you had to work 214 hours at minimum wage to afford one year's tuition, 214. Oh my gosh. Now you have to work at minimum wage, 1,481 hours. It's still within a year. It's not good, but it's still within a year. <laughs> Better than bad is good. Um, the median home price at minimum wage, you'd have to work fifty nine thousand hours. But here's the thing: no one can afford, uh, which maybe is the point. But no one at minimum wage should be buying the median. Just like objectively, they're not going to do it. I I wouldn't say that I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just saying when you talk about, I'm just saying you're wrong. Saying you talk about entering the workforce, it was much more realistic in '67 or '95 to think that you were you were in some way, shape, or form walking toward the median home price. We're just nowhere near that now. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not trying to pick a side. I'm just saying that the reality of entering the workforce over the last 60 years is just so different. Minimum wage job doesn't shouldn't come with the expectation of leave, living a median lifestyle. Yes, I'm not saying it should. I'm I, saying I know. The, the ratios. I'm, 
Okay, I'm okay. just making the comment so I can take the arrows and you don't have to. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm shooting arrows at everybody. Okay. And then they'll have a skeleton yard filled with... Listen, um, Christy, what was the median income in 1995? 35000 Okay. And today it's 75000 right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the, the cost of college in 1995 was 4000 something. Oh, no. Go back to Holmes. Medium home price in 1995. 113. Okay, so my my argument's falling apart. <laughs> it's not even close, you guys. The ratio is not even close. The increase by percentage is not even close, even if we look at the median. But interest rates. In 1995, oh. interest rates were so much higher. It's true. They're not they, good they were. now. But I mean, not well, this not year. Last, now. Year, last year's data. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're going to, I, I'm not trying to, to totally jump to the side of life is unaffordable, like to make that argument. I'm just saying, I think there could be a little more empathy here when we talk about how across the board, things are so much more expensive in relation to a minimum wage that when you talk about, we always talk about your most crucial years for investing. We always talk about your most crucial years are your 20s, if you're starting out below the median income, you have less time at that higher income level, throw the minimum wage conversation out of it. Your opportunities are less than over the long term. Are they not? I by no means was suggesting on our Gen Z episode that uh, the problems are exactly the same. I said the complexity of buying a first home, buying a first car, starting a job, those are all the same. To your point and to emailer's point, the economic conditions that then flavor all of these things are, are absolutely different. I will also note that the thirst for travel and concerts and entertainment <laughs> culturally is different now than it was in 2000 when I came out of school. So I think there are both economic conditions, but I think there are also cultural preferences which take the argument the complete other way and make it harder. Perhaps, but I could have gone to see the Beatles in 1967 for two hours worth of minimum wage work. What concert can I go to for $15? Well, you can go to my county fair for free. And what was the parking situation? That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah. And the people. <laughs> oh, were there people there? Oh, but just a bunch of girls screaming. We've all seen the Ed Sullivan uh, oh, yeah. show. It's okay. They just all have bowl cuts. Everyone settle down. Okay. So the point of this segment is this. Economic conditions are different for Gen Z coming into the workforce. Um, and I think that was good, right? Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. I love that. So shout out to emailer Aaron for that. Shout out to Kristen for the work she put in, especially all the math. Um, Dame, do you feel more down to earth now? I tied right down to the earth, tethered. I mean, I just keep going back to that puts more responsibility on making even better financial decisions in school choice. Yes. In housing choice. Like if you try to live the conventional life of 20 years ago, you're going to run into a brick wall, but you have to change with the times. And so I think it's where my head goes. I think that's more than fair. I think it's also why it's more acceptable to live at home with your parents than it used to be. Yes. Also true. Let's do this. It's coming up after the break. Speaking of waste of money, uh, biggest waste of money of the week and the news. All that's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner.
Do, 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 do. It's avocado toast. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I'm not even Gen Z, and I just became like an advocate for Gen Z. I'm going to go upstairs, and Ellie's just going to be like, told you, and I just start yelling at me in her very <laughs> yeah. aggressive manner. Yeah, you Ellie's going to yell. Yeah, She's so aggressive. She had this great sweater on this week. It was it's like this cardigan, like this black cardigan with these big puffy daisies all over it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I would rock that. And she said, <laughs> um, please go away. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Dame and I had a discussion on Wednesday. And uh, when he saw me on Zoom, he said I looked like the lead singer finding cannibals in the She Drives Me Crazy video. And um, it was pretty funny. I and then I backed, I backed it up. With a picture of which I was wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it was brought up to my attention that there's no workplace on Earth of where people talk more about what people are wearing than your money line headquarters exactly. and not and well, that sounds bad it actually i can't find the good redeeming part of that <laughs> but it's not at a <laughs> we, we, we're always talking about what people are wearing around here uh and not making fun of we are making fun of them but with love like the fact that dame says i look like the lead singer of fine young cannibals kind of a weird comment but i appreciate it and it was true and i'm okay with it yeah that's just the kind of stuff that lives in my brain. I could be taking me you know, that space could be storing something much more valuable, but no, that video, that image was just etched. And so I had to share it. I got finally got value out of it. See, here we go. Did I comment on Molly's spooky skeleton earrings yesterday? Yes, I Probably, did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they captured the eye and she could make them dance. She could like move her ear and they'd go, they look creepy, like they were going to just spread themselves out on someone's yard, front lawn. Okay, let's start the show. Um, I need to do this, and I need to do this. I'm going to miss my sales meeting, and we're going to do this, and we're going to go, here we go, three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, right here on the Pete the Planner Show, is the laundry sauce French saffron detergent pots. Laundry Sauce has created a high-performance laundry detergent pod that will immerse your premium threads in luxury. Inspired by high-end, sophisticated fragrances, their latest intoxicating scent, French Saffron, is being released for a limited run. It's a tempting and engaging interplay of red fruits featuring Morello Cherry, Tart Red Currant, Wild Strawberry, raspberry and crisp red apple time out kristen do you prefer green or red apples red okay great dame red speaking of sensuality evolves with caresses of creamy caramel amber vetiver which is a word i've never read or said and cedar to which notes of intrigue and mystery are revealed in the french saffron oak moss guayac wood cashmere and tonka bean who wrote this <laughs> each pot is filled with science-backed stain fire <laughs> who wrote this this is the craziest copy i've ever read i'm going to read that last line each pot is filled with science-backed stain fighters and enzymes that clean with incredible performance laundry sauce is more than just a brand it's an elevated sexy sensual that's sensual 
fun and playful approach to laundry that encourage you encourages you to rise above the ordinary. What? That's well, the wildest I'm... copy ever. Dame, have you heard of guayac wood? No. Cashmere? Is that what uh, cashmere is derived from? <laughs> and Kristen, I know that you love a beverage derived of the Tonka bean. Absolutely. Mm. What do you guys think these laundry sauce French saffron detergent pods cost? Does it uh, does it say how many uh, pods uh, you get? How many loads of laundry you can get? Details. Detail. I'm looking here. I'm looking at a box. I don't. Okay, actually, I'm going to click and find out. Okay. Hmm. Wow. You can't guess without knowing. Well, it makes a difference. It does. It I'm trying to see. It doesn't even say. Okay, hold on. Everyone calm down. Calm down, listener. I'm, I'm working on it. Can't we, can't we just spray Febreze on our clothes and call it good? Okay, there are 69 pods. Uh, of course there are. There are. It's a terrible show. French 69 French saffron laundry sauce pods. How much? I hate this show. What? <laughs> What <laughs> we were doing <laughs> so well. This was such a good show. Um, I'm gonna guess that you can get them for under a hundred dollars, so like a $98.99 type deal. <laughs> Why would you guess that something written that pretentiously could be had for under a hundred dollars when there's 69 of there's this is a three hundred dollar box of laundry pods? Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold the on. package includes. 69 pods, 69 luxury scented dryer sheets. Oh, an 11 ounce cylinder of advanced in wash scent booster, and 19 and a half ounce bottle of performance laundry fabric softener. I okay, so double my guess. Okay, so what's your guess? Oh, I, I, you think but, you track your I, guess? I would, <laughs> of course, not. I would say like 199. All right, 350. Okay. The cost of the laundry sauce French saffron signature box is $129. I mean, look, here's the thing. The copy was solid at times. Oh, I hate that. It's still a waste of money. Aim, what's in the news this week? Peter, it brings me no joy to do this. But Rite Aid filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy <laughs> protection Sunday, a casualty of a miserable environment for drugstores exacerbated by its runner-up status to bigger chains and expensive legal battles for allegedly filling unlawful opioid prescriptions. The bankruptcy is not a surprise, especially to our one and only Kristen Alanius. Its bigger rivals, CVS, Walgreens, are also facing many of the same problems. They too, yada, yada, yada. The point is, Kristen was right. Kristen, did, when you, uh, it's a half serious moment here on the Pete the okay. show. Okay. When you selected the worst stock pick of the year, and right. the, the, again, you, you choose the stock that you think is going to do the worst. Did you right. take into consideration the opioid lawsuits? No, I did not. I wasn't privy to that. What do you mean you weren't privy to it? You privy to it. You just didn't <laughs> I, know it. I did fine. I didn't know it. Wow. And so you literally. So, so Dane, how will this work? Will she get the stock price? Because it's it's a hundred percent loss, right? Yeah. 
I think that so just we can't win. She she wins because <laughs> you can't have a hundred and one percent loss by no, not. She wins. Oh man, that's Kristen. You're so disappointing. Uh, how is <clears throat> I With won. Performance is so good that it's just like you need to lower your bar of of quality so that Dame and I have a shot. Yeah. I won't. The good news for the two of you is I will never be able to repeat that ever again. So there's always next year. Sandbagger. Dame? <laughs> the Selling Sunset Stars will have to discuss antitrust policy at the next all hands. The Justice Department is reportedly considering legal intervention against the lucrative U.S. real estate commission sharing system, Bloomberg reported. Some background for renters. When you sell a house, you're likely paying 5 to 6% of the sale in broker fees split between your agent and the buyer's agent. With housing costs popping off, this fee can balloon to roughly thirty to uh, $30,000 for a $500,000 house. I'll get it under control. The National Association of Realtors, the industry's lobbying group, requires you to agree to the fee if you list your house on virtually any listing service. The NAR says objections to the current system are just plain silly. The group argues its benefit uh, it benefits buyers by making it easier for first-timers and minority and lower-income groups to purchase a house. I roll. One of the two uh, class action suits against NAR and four large brokerages settled earlier this week requiring Remax and Anywhere Real Estate to pay a combined $138.5 million. But only the DOJ can make sweeping changes. Redfin CEO Glenn Kelman told Bloomberg that if the DOJ were to dismantle the current commission structure, quote, Half of the real estate agents in this country will be unemployed. Gosh, I have thoughts. I have feelings. <laughs> I don't. Oh boy. Um. So, needless to say, none of us here want unemployment. Correct. For, right. In you know, it's unemployment is not fun employment, if you know what I mean. So I, I hear that, but also the sniff test fails pretty pretty hard here. Kristen, if if there's a, a housing run and the argument was, well, the, the commission is for marketing costs and the difficulty and the complexity of this or that, I'm struggling to see the, the value as housing prices escalate respectfully. Agreed. I think that in certain times, it's harder to make the justification. Um, I know that one of the homes that I purchased, I didn't feel that the fee that I paid was fair, or the home that I listed rather, didn't feel like the fee that I paid was fair. And the argument of if we did, if we change this structure, people would lose their jobs. It's I just I have a really hard time with it being presented that way. It's hard. I look, being a realtor is not an easy job when it's hard. No. Even when it's easy, it's hard. But th those those fees are a little a little bit nutty. I, I think certain industries just shake out and and sort of cultural norms or technology. Think think about it. these fees were established pre-internet mm -hmm. when you couldn't search and and get all the information you need. You had to get it word of mouth or on a flyer from a realtor. You couldn't search online and. How has that not changed? I don't know. Uh, it's changed a ton. It feels, uh, taking all the other things out of the equation, it feels like something that should be a fixed price. It's fair. Uh, Dame, we have no more time. That's it. That's the show. That's the show. Kristen, great job on all the research. Uh, email our Aaron. Thank you for 
contributing to the topic this week. Damon, Kristen, it was really good to see you. You too. I wish you a good spooky season. We'll be back next week for more fun, frivolity, and finance. That's not our tagline. So you good vibes is good vibes is all in the budget. I'm Pete Planner. This is Pete Planner Show. Dan, what was the time of that segment? I just stopped it. I I'm sorry. I cleared it. it. <laughs> I went stop clear. That's exactly. I forgot to start it. Whatever. All right. I have a meeting in three minutes. Um, anything anybody wants to say about anything? No. Nope. Dame, if you get to purchase one thing from a fall festival, pumpkin patch, apple picking situation that comes at those stores, what would you, what would you, what's your purchase? Apple cider donuts? Um, Apple dumpling or apple crisp, probably. Oh, gosh. Especially if they've got ice cream. I prefer a dumpling over a crisp. I do too, mm-hmm. but I, ice cream is the key there. I do love apple pie, but I like the the full mm-hmm. coverage, the crust yeah. over the top. Mm-hmm. I don't like an apple crumble pie, but I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> apple <laughs> dumpling, yeah. Apple dumpling's a great choice. Uh, Kristen, what do you choose? Um. Do you call them like a sheet pie where they're on like an eight and a half, like they're on a baking sheet? Okay. I like that version of an apple pie. Oh, like the, but is it like a cake? It's like, it's like a bar kind of. Oh, I thought they were like, like an apple spiced cake. No, no, it's, it's the same structure. Like it's same. I've never seen that. Pie, but they make them on a sheet pan. I think they're called a sheet pie. Are you from outer space? I've never <laughs> seen a sheet pie. I think I don't think I'm making that up. I, I think YouTube, the YouTube here I come. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm an apple cider donut. I mean, they come in a little box of six, and sure. by the time I walk back over to my family, there's one for them to share because <laughs> they are delicious. <laughs> um, that's all. Um, Kristen, thank you for putting Big Mac in my head today. Dame, welcome. Thank you for helping me learn how to pronounce Kristen's last name. And to all of you listeners, thank you for entertaining our egos, because that's what it is to be in the media. It's an ego spun out of control. Stay getting money.